You're listening to the Gold Standard Podcast. I'm your host, three-time Olympian and motivational speaker, Leah Amico. On this show, we're going to dig deep to unlock what it actually takes to build a foundation for greatness. If you're an ambitious person with big vision, but you feel like fear is holding you back, get ready for some major breakthroughs. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome back to the Gold Center Podcast. I'm Leah Amico. This is episode number 96. And it is so important for us to serve other people with a smile and find solutions. So I'm going to talk a little bit about serving, smiling, and solutions. And I kind of want today to be a tribute to a very special man that I met years ago when I started doing softball clinics with Jenny Finch, my Olympic teammate, my good friend. And before I started doing the camps, Jenny and I had won a gold medal together. We played on Team USA for three years together. I knew her a little bit when she was entering Arizona. I never played with her because she's six years younger than me, but I got to know her a little bit. And then I got a chance to be her teammate. And then a number of years after retiring and I was kind of off and having babies and then doing some speaking in clinics and eventually um, a, a spot opened up at her camps that she put on around the country. And so she asked me to come in and work with outfielders. And I think I was with her for about eight or nine years um, up until a couple years ago when she kind of moved on and started doing different things um, just with family obligations and other opportunities. And so with that being said, the first time I went to a Jenny Finch camp, I was absolutely amazed. I had heard from a couple of my friends, Olympic teammates, how well run Jenny's camps are. And, you know, all of us as Olympians, we would put on instructional camps around the country. Sometimes people would bring us in and they'd say, here's how it's set up. Other time they would say, we want to bring you in. How do you want to set it up? But when Jenny started doing her camps, um, her mother-in-law just such a great organizer. And it truly became a family atmosphere, a family event. Everybody was involved, all hands on deck. Her dad would come out and he would do some instructing with pitching. Her mom would come out and help with this massive Jenny Finch store that they had all kinds of trinkets and shirts and sweatshirts and just different things that had Jenny's logo on it with the dream and believe and the Jenny Finch name and her pitching motion logo. And so just, it was really awesome to see how top notch this camp was and how, how much detail they, they paid attention to. And every athlete that came in, just, it was a two day event. Uh, they came in, they got their t-shirts. They all looked the same. They had Olympic gold medalists and all Americans as the instructors. We had two full days of working camp with them. They got, everybody got a picture with Jenny and they got to touch the medals and hear her stories. They got a Q and A, they saw um, a demo by us offensively. They saw Jenny pitch and then they got to work out on their own skills in all different areas for two days. They had lunch fed to them. I'm just saying, it just, it was everything, right? Everything was included. And one of the couples that was part of the family was Mr. Mark, Simon and Miss Shirley Simon and they are just best friends with Jenny Finch's in-laws and truly our family in Louisiana I've been out there a number of times visiting visiting Jenny and her family and I mean they're just always there it's they're they're 
amazing people, the biggest hearts, and ultimately they serve people. And Mr. Mark Simon, I mean, he would do any role that was asked of him. A number of times he had a camera and he was the one behind the camera taking pictures of hundreds of little girls at each camp with Jenny Finch, sometimes up to 300, 400, and just had a smile. We'd be signing autographs and he could be the one that would direct the line and then be like, nope, wait, you got it. You can only have one. So he could be that, that guy that stepped in when it was needed as well. Um, he could fix anything. And again, every single time I met him, I don't think there was a time that I saw him that he didn't have a smile on his face. And I just saw joy. I saw joy and I saw him being a servant. I saw it in action. He didn't complain. He didn't, you know, get in arguments with anybody. He, he just served. And part of that was he was going to find a solution if there were any issues, because there were times that things came up, but as camp instructors and as people leading, we'd had these dinners as well that they would bring families to and we'd all speak. And he just, he'd find a way to get things done. If there was an issue, he would figure it out. And on his farm back at home, the land that they had, the pigs that he had, I got a chance to go and see just how they lived on a day-to-day -day basis at home in Louisiana. And just absolutely love this couple. And the last time seeing Mr. Mark in person was um, a little less than two years ago. I went out to Jenny Finch um, World Series in Louisiana that Jenny hosts every summer for young softball teams. And uh, there he was setting up. We were setting up for the tournament. All of us were helping out a little bit. And I mean, just wearing the Jenny Finch gear, biggest smile on his face ever. And just out there um, helping, helping others and serving. And so there's power in that. And you never know the impact that you're going to make. And sometimes that's going to be the very thing that you leave on this earth when you're gone. Because last Saturday, five days ago, I got a phone call or text, I should say, from Jenny Finch saying with the saddest news and the saddest heart that she had to tell us that he passed away. There was an accident and unexpectedly he, he was gone. He passed away in this accident and just the feeling in my stomach was just a pit. It was like a rock, like it just hurt, right? And your heart is just like, wait, is this real? Like all of a sudden you're just living life, right? And I've had a number of those moments in my life where people that I've gotten news that I love and I care about and have brought joy to my life and have impacted me where I get that call and they're just gone suddenly. And it's absolutely devastating. It's so, it's heartbreaking, but I immediately go to number one. I'm so thankful that Mr. Mark Simon loved Jesus. He, I know he's in heaven. That's number one for me. Like that's, that's everything to me. It's just knowing where I'm going when I die. I'm ready when I do. I want to make a difference until I'm gone, but every one of us can make a difference and an impact. And we just need to be ready at any time because we never know. Life throws some really hard things at us sometimes and accidents happen and we just never know. And so that was the first thing. And then secondly, I just, you start reflecting on your memories. You start thinking about like what they stood for and who they were. And, and Mr. Mark, when I think about it, was that person that made those around him better, that lived life the way it should be lived by thinking about others, putting others first, serving others. But in that, 
bringing joy because his, his face said it all. I mean, he always had a smile. He was getting the most out of life. He was living life by his rules. He was with people he loved. He was helpful. And when you help others, there's something that happens inside of you. You get that joy as well. When it's not all about me, 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 right? We're, we're kind of heading that direction as a society, as a culture, just in the world in general, with social media. And it's almost hard not to get caught up in it because we might think, well, wait, I'm going to get passed over. Wait, if I'm not just worrying about me, then I'm not going to do what I need to do. But it's like, no, no, get back to the reality that serving others is the way we start. And in that, you then become fulfilled. You then become better yourself. And that's what Mr. Mark did. Find solutions. Don't be that one that complains. Be a helper. Be, be the one that's proactive. Be somebody that just figures it out. And you do that by taking action. You do that by not sitting back. You do that by just asking questions and searching things out. And over time with experience, which I know he had a lot of that, he was such a hard worker. And when you work hard, you figure things out. When we're lazy, we don't. We sit back. And it's, it's about just being that leader in that way, that servant leadership that solution-oriented leader that says we can find a way. There's always a way. We just got to figure out what it is. And when we're angry, when we're anxious, when we're fearful, we're not going to have the clarity of thought to be able to find out those solutions. But when we're full of joy and purpose and hope, you'll be able to figure it out. Your mind will be clear. You'll, you'll be able to know what direction to take, what decisions to make in order to figure some of these solutions out. And again, I just go back to that smile. I've been speaking recently to colleges, to high schools, even to adults. And you know, it's just, it's interesting. I've met a couple people just last weekend. I was um, at a couple's dinner and, you know, with some people that I knew and then other people that I didn't know. And this one gentleman he just had the biggest smile. So when he reached out to say hi to me, I was like, hi. And like, I had the biggest smile back. And I do love to smile. It's one of the things Coach Andrea, my Olympic coach, would say about me is how you just always saw Leah smiling. <laughs> and I do love to smile. But I think that when you smile, you bring joy to those around you. And so immediately when I heard this news about Mr. Mark Simon, I just thought of his smile. Right off the bat, that's the first thing that came to mind is he always had a smile on his face. He was full of life and he was full of joy. So I've been telling these high school students that I've been talking to because it's almost like they're, they're afraid to smile or they don't feel joyful. So they aren't smiling. And I, I said to them, you know, you don't understand the power of a smile. Smile at other people. It's contagious. See what happens when you just start walking around with a smile on your face because so few people nowadays want to look people in the eye, want to look them eye in, in the eye and smile. I, I remember when COVID hit and walking outside and, and I always try to smile and say hi. And it's always refreshing when the person next to you does the same or they say it first, right? But then there were those people that walk by and they put their eyes down to the ground. They will not look in your direction and they have no joy, no smile. And I don't know. I think it's fear. Fear can take that joy. Anxiety can take that joy. And so we want to be those people that help others to find that joy, to 
to get through their anxiety, to have hope, to not have the sorrow and, and to be able to, to live with that smile on their face. And, and sometimes they just need to be reminded. I feel like when I said that to some of these high school students, the number of them put the smile and I was like, wow, like it is a crazy different demeanor. In fact, um, one last thing about smiling, I'm calling games this week here in Florida and a couple of pitchers, they have different demeanors. There's, you know, there's those pitchers and, and I love that they're able to be their own personality, right? They're competing, they have their own personality. And, you know, one pitcher just stone faced. There's nothing, 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 no matter what's happening, good or bad, her face doesn't change, right? And there's another pitcher who is very smiley and she's doing really well and very smiley. And just you could tell by the response, like she's under control or the ball just misses and she might be even smiling, like smirking, thinking, okay, the umpire missed that one. But you just saw that that was just the demeanor that she plays with, that she has. But it was interesting because when I saw that demeanor, and although none of them are wrong, right, all of them can, can work in the competitive setting, I saw when you're smiling, it is like you have the control, right? When you start shaking your head and there's a look of frustration and you're the pitcher, right, and you're the leader or coaches as well, right? I think of coaches. And I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that my Olympic coach smiled very much, right? He did when we won, but during the game. But my point is just that idea of that control and being being able to, you know, enjoy that moment. And again, some people are enjoying it, they're just straight face, but there is something powerful about a smile, and especially when you meet people. And when I met Mr. Mark Simon for the first time, he had a big smile. And when I saw Mr. Mark Simon for the last time in person, two years ago. And when I look at the pictures, I just see a man who is full of joy, who wore that smile, who served other people and who found solutions. And so I encourage you to live out the gold standard, be that type of person, make a difference. And when your time comes to leave this earth, be ready to leave what is good behind. Cause that's, that's what happens. We're heartbroken. We're devastated. We're so sad. But again, we don't grieve without hope. We know where he is but we're thankful to have known him. And that's what I want. I want to leave that behind. Every one of us can make a difference on your team, in your school, in your home, in your community, in your workplace, wherever you are, put a smile on your face, serve others and find those solutions. All right. I hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead and keep living out the gold standard in all that you do. I'll see you here next time on the gold standard podcast. Mm -hmm.